Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhiers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhiers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that also, you can call in at 718-506-9099. And you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhiyerbs for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhiyerbs to do his famous Kayach from the Moyach show, or, or, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhiyerbs' CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhiyerbs' books are also on sale in stores, also at your local farmer's store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite alright, so I guess we could go straight to the story now. So, once again, uh, tonight's story is uh, sponsored as a Fushlema for Chaim Yosef Tzvi Ben Sora Miriam and for Raphael Avram Yitzchak Ben Gittel. And we just hope the rest of the people out there that needs refuah should have them as well. Uh, this is a month of Adar, should be a time of Simcha, and things should get better from the situation that's going on around the world. Okay, so... Okay, so you know, we're about a week away from Purim, you know. I know, exactly a week, I think, from tonight. And why are you doing sing-song? I don't know, because I'm in a good mood, and shouldn't you be? Yes, yes, but you know why? Uh, we have to hope that there's Hashem, that Hashem makes peace and harmony in the Gansavelt, and Mashiach should come a lot quicker because we could sure use him with what's going on in the world. Okay, so. Okay, we gotta be in a poor mood, right? Uh huh, 
so your story is a Purim story? You said we're gonna go right to the story. So what do you got? Okay, uh, let me think of a story. Ah, yes, of course, on second thought. And second thought, you're not going to tell a story? I mean, I thought you're gonna tell a story because we gotta be besimcha. Of course we have to be besimcha. Definitely. And that's why I thought of the story that has to do with something Purim Dick, you know what I mean? A Purim Dick story? Well, yeah, it takes place around the Purim time. Uh, yeah, it leads up to Purim. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so what's the name of the story? <coughs> uh, on second thought. And second thought what? On second thought. And second thought what? On second thought is the name of the story. On second th <laughs> Boy, Rabbi Yerbs, you think of real funny names for this story. Okay, uh, so, uh, that look in your eye. Uh, yep, 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 unless you want to tell the story. Uh, you know it's not a bad idea, because if I tell the story, uh, then one thing is for sure. I'll be quiet, and I won't interrupt the story. Right, but you can't be too quiet. Uh, well, what do you mean? What, what, what do you mean I can't be too quiet? Well, because if you're too quiet, then you won't be able to tell the story because no one will hear you. Ha, 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 got you there. Uh, yeah, you're dead. You're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Okay, so I'll tell the story. Uh, just let me have the story here. Oh, yeah, sure, I'm supposed to read your shorthand over here. Okay, it's Yossi here telling tonight's story. And we're in a half a clue, so uh, I won't be interrupting myself, but, uh-oh, uh has got that little smirk on the face over there. <laughs> Are you going to interrupt me? Uh, I'll let you know if I interrupt you. I mean, if you hear me interrupting, then you know I interrupt. But if you don't hear me interrupting, then I guess I'm not interrupting. So go ahead and tell the story. On second thought... Uh, uh, no, yeah, yes. On second thought, start it now. Uh, right, that's the name of the story. Yes, yes. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Get in the mood. All right, I'm in the mood. All right, so... Uh, there was this boy. We're going to call him Maishi. Yeah, and how come you're doing it? The story, like you're doing a lumbership shot. I don't know. Well, get out of that mood for a moment and get into a storytelling mode. Ah, okay. Well, <clears throat> uh, there was this boy, his name was Micey, and he had wonderful appearance, and everything was gefaldic. He was brought up like a nice Yiddish from Yingala. And he would go to uh, preschool, kindergarten, whatever, you know. Went to a nice yeshiva. Oh, what yeshiva did he go to? Rabbi Yerbs, are you doing me? No, no. Uh, you're doing you, and I'm doing me. But I'm doing me, doing you, without doing me, doing you. I, I don't understand. Well, you see, you're telling a story without doing my voice, and I'm doing you without doing your voice. So we're reversing the roles, but keeping our own voice. Uh, you're trying to confuse me? Oh, boy, and I thought I was in the perm spirit. Okay, what are you drinking, Rabbi Earth? Uh, if it's that good, can I have some? It's just water. Oh, now, uh, water? Yes, a hundred proof. 
100 proof vodka? No, no, no. Water, water. Go ahead, continue before we run out of time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there went this little boy, Maishi. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, gotta stop getting this far. Yeah, okay. Lundish. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Uh, so there was this boy, Maishi. And this little boy, Maishi, was growing up like a nice from boy. But he was the only son to his parents, okay? And, and his parents' name, uh, we're not gonna say the last name, but, you know, for the story's sake, um, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, uh we'll, uh, call him, uh, Yenim, okay? So his name was Misha Yenim, okay? Because he was Yenim's kind, you know? Uh, I mean, he, uh, he <laughs> you picked up another Yiddish word. Yeah, yeah, I uh, hang around with you, so I get them, you know what I mean? Okay, so just for the story's sake, we'll call him Misha Yenim, and we're not gonna say the neighborhoods and everything. We're gonna keep a lot of things a little bit different, so this way nobody can figure out who he is or who he was, right? That's great. You're doing great. Go ahead. Okay. So anyways, Maisie and him, uh, he was an only child, and of course he enjoyed being spoiled because everything came to him, you know? Uh, there was no one to share his toys with, no one to share his meals with, and no one to share anything with. He was uh, uh, the guy with the attention all around. Anyways... Uh, so, uh, his parents were wonderful parents, and they decided one time, by one of their vacation times in the summer, to take him, and, uh, actually, take not just him. You mean to take the whole family? Right, right. He was gonna take the whole family, and they were gonna go on a road trip, and they were gonna go across the country and everything. So, here they were. Uh, they were going in their car, and he was now, at this time of the story, eight years old. Okay, so there he goes, and he was driving. Uh, no, I mean, not him driving, his parents were driving. And of course, everything was fine. They saw a lot of things. They would stop by by this place, they would stop by by that place. And they were going here, and they were going there, and of course, he eventually ended up way down south somewhere, and I don't know the name of the place where he went, so we're gonna just say, he went, uh, I don't know, uh, let's say, uh, Virginia or something, okay, maybe Georgia, okay, whatever, okay, let's say Georgia. Anyways, he went, to, they, they reached all the way out there, and then, they're about to go home, and the father said, That was a wonderful trip, eh? Hey, you like the trip, Moishele? Okay, we're going home now. And of course, what happened was is, they got into the car and everything, and they were driving. And then there was this tractor trailer. I'm getting tired while I'm driving. I'm driving, I have to be awake. I'm driving, my truck. Oh, you know what? I should drink a coffee. Yeah, coffee will keep me awake. Okay. Now I know I have here two thermoses. <laughs> one thermos has my coffee, and one thermos has my 
Vodka. And he was driving his tractor trailer. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he realized that he was starting to, uh, sack, you know, fall asleep a little bit. Oh, boy. I think I'm going to sleep more. You want to think? I'm going to have a drink of coffee. And because he was keeping his eye on the road, and he reached down for the thermos, he grabbed the wrong thermos. And he took the vodka. What a strong coffee, right? Yeah. Hey, Yossi, how'd you know I was drinking this coffee? Anything is possible, sir, Rabbi. It's your story. Come on, continue, continue. Okay, I'm doing my part now. Nobody knows. I'm driving this truck like a cuckoo man. Whoa, I almost went off on a cliff. <laughs> and of course, at that moment, Jesse, tell them what happened. Yeah, okay. At that moment, what happened was this. Unfortunately, it was a terrible accident. This here tractor trailer, this drunken driver, crashed head on because he went into the wrong lane and he crashed on into the car where Moshe Yenem and his parents were. And unfortunately, his parents were killed on the spot. But the police came out there. Woo, 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 and ambulances came. And of course, they tried to save their lives, but unfortunately, um, it didn't work. Unfortunately, it was Minashamayim that his parents were nifta, unfortunately. Now, Maishi, of course, he was very sad and everything, but the only problem is they were somewhere in Georgia. And there wasn't much Jewish people out there, uh, at least not right away, but of course there were some Hasidim out there. I think they called them Lubavitcher Hasidim, and they had a place out there. But what happened was this, before they got there, um, the police handed over Yassi, I mean, not me. I mean, what was his name again, Rabbi Herbs? Maishi, Maishi, Maishi Yenem. Right. So they handed over Maishi Yenem uh, to, you know, like, uh, I don't know what they call the Bureau of Child Welfare. And they put him into a goyish, like a church type of uh, of, of, of uh, orphanage, right? And they put him in there because that's what the state rule was. And then there was this Galach. And this Galach was a very interesting Galach. Well, what do I have here? Very interesting. I, the priest over here, I'm in charge of these children. What is he wearing on his head? Young man, what is your name? My name is, uh, Boishi. Boishi Yadam. Ah, so you have those strings on the side. What are those? You selling yo-yo strings? Uh, no, they're my tzitzis. Ah, your tzitzis. <laughs> so he's Jewish. Wow. Okay, um, uh, young man over there, uh, tell me what the story is with this boy. I'm very sorry, sir, but it seems to me that his parents 
uh, well, you know there was a terrible car accident, you know, like, tractor trailer went off the road and went, actually, not off the road, but I mean, he went into the, the wrong lane and he smashed into this car and the parents, they were in the front, so they were killed instantly, and he's left over here, and so until we could contact their families or whatever it is. Ah, so it is. So really, there's no one else around here except us, right? So nobody knows about him, right, 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 right? Uh, no, no, I guess not. Well, you know, uh, now uh, we have an opportunity here uh, to have this uh, soul uh, to be brought into our fold <laughs> very easily, you know. He's young, he's easy to mold, so we are going to keep him. Now, when the parents come, let me tell you what the plan is. I mean... Uh, sir, uh, the parents can't come. I didn't mean the parents. Did I say parents? Oh, I didn't mean parents. Then who did you mean? I mean, when, um, the religious organization, when those people come, uh, you know that Lubavitcher organization, when they come to seek him out, <laughs> because they heard about it, you know, and everything like this, because they worked on making a proper burial for his parents and everything, <laughs> So when they come to seek, uh, you know, he told that he was sent to, uh, you know, uh, for by the child welfare uh, to uh, Christian orphanage, <laughs> one of our monastery things, whatever you want to call it. But you know what? Well, we're going to do something very interesting. Oh, really? What are we going to do? We're going to tell them that they ran away, that this boy, this Moishi, ran away. Uh-huh. Okay. And so, sure enough, that's what happened. You see, what happened was this. That Macy did not run away. But they locked him up in the room, and they told him, uh, uh, they told him, uh, you know, young man, uh, Moch, Mochki, uh, 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 can, can I call you Max? It's much easier for me to call you Max. Okay, uh, until, you know, I, I go to a Jewish orphanage, I guess you could call me Max. Yes, it's much easier for me to say Max than Mosh, Mosh, Mushki, about Mosh, about whatever. Okay? Uh, okay, not a problem. Okay, uh, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Good. I'm glad you have no problem with that. <laughs> but you know, to make sure that you're okay and your immune system is fine, we're going to keep you uh, uh, isolated over here, and then you'll join the rest of us at the right time. Oh, I guess I won't be here so long because soon, you know, my Jewish people will come to take me uh, to to one of their uh, special orphanages, you know, where I leave kosher and everything. Ah, yes, of course you will. <laughs> we would have it no other way. <laughs> and of course, this Galach was lying through his teeth. So let me tell you what happened. So, what ended up happening was, this here Galak was really more leaning to being a missionary man. Okay, and so, of course, people from the Babbage came over there because they were the ones that have a Chabad house out there in Georgia. So they came and they went over and they said, Oh, I'm sorry, uh, pardon me, uh, you know, I'm coming out here, uh, we, we heard about the terrible accident with the Yenem family, and uh, we already took care of the Leviah, and uh, according to the paperwork and everything that the police filed, and the Child Welfare Bureau, they said that uh, they uh, sent the child over here. Ah, uh, 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. A little eight-year-old boy, right? Named uh, Mushka, Mushka, Mushka. Uh, Moshe Yenem. Yes, Moshe, Moshe Yenem. Yes, yes, yes. Well, let me tell you what happened with him. You see, what ended up happening was is that, um, I don't know how to tell this you, but, but it's very important that you understand that, um, what ended up happening was, um, um, he was very distraught. He missed his parents very much. And one night, he just got up. I guess he climbed out a window or something. And and we haven't seen him since. He ran away. We are looking uh, uh, very much for him. But we haven't found him. I see. Well, maybe we could assist you in looking. Oh, yes. Please do. Please do. And, of course, they sent him off on a wild goose chase because he was never lost. He never ran away. He was just kept isolated. And, of course, Mercy didn't know any better. And when the people stopped looking for him, and, uh, you know, look, whatever it was, things quieted down, they integrated Mercy, and Mercy was growing up, unfortunately, without his Yiddish kite. It didn't take long, you know, when you take a person out of... I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, see, you're trying to tell us, like, about Yosef and Sadiq. All the Shvatim were called Sadiqim, but Yosef especially was called Yosef and Sadiq because he was not growing up by his father's house. He was growing up in Mitzrayim. And then when you're in such an environment like that, it's much harder to keep your Yiddish guy, right? That's what you want to say? Yeah, how'd you know? I have my ways. Go ahead. Tell me what happened next. I mean, tell us what happened next. Okay, so what happened next was very interesting. So, uh, the fact of the matter is, as you know, um, so basically, as you know, um, um, you know, like, uh, uh, he was, you know, being brought up like that, so, and he was only eight years old, it was very easy to influence him, and gradually he was told that they abandoned him, uh, they reached out several times, uh, but they didn't want him, and, and he believed it all. And then eventually, when they felt he was a full-grown guy, meaning acting like a guy, like one of their kind of people, their religion and everything, so, uh, they put him in a foster home. But the people, the parents that he was put in, they were not nice people. Hey, Sidney Paul, I'll tell you, if I tell you to do something, you're going to do it. You don't do what I tell you, Sidney Paul. I'm going to smack you across your face, you understand? And of course, uh, they were really mean. And they did smack him. They did beat him. If he didn't do anything they wanted. So finally he had enough. And taka, taka, taka. Uh, he climbed out a window. For real this time. And he ran away. Never to be seen again. And he hitched rides. And eventually he was like a young guy. He didn't even know he was bar mitzvah. He was about 13 years old. And eventually hitched rides all the way back to New York. Yep, 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 uh, back to Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, but he was pretty hungry when he got there. And, uh, you know, uh, he, he, uh, typical, you know, like people that are hungry. They pass by a fruit store because they have their displays on the outside. And he went over and he looked and he said, Well, <laughs> very interesting. I'm kind of hungry. Boy, am I hungry. Whoa, look at those fruits out there. Oh, those apples look good. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I gotta get one of those apples. I'm starving. I'm starving. 
And sure enough, he ran out there to take an apple, but the man saw, Hey, sonny boy, what do you think you're doing over there? Hey, come back here. You got to pay for that. Where you go? Where you go? Police, police, help, police, police, help, police. And sure enough, the police started running after him. The policeman, I'll get him, I'll get him, I'll get him. Don't worry, don't worry, Diana. Hold your horses. And uh, you'll see. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the policeman, he was chasing after him. But, you know, uh, unfortunately, the policeman, this particular one anyways, uh, was a little bit older policeman. And he was a little bit overweight, so he couldn't keep up with, uh, with, uh, with my sheep. And then all of a sudden, uh, a hand grabbed him and pulled him in the side. And, and yes, he said, oh, 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 I mean, um, yes, I mean, who, uh, what's his name again? I keep telling his name is Moishi Yannam. Right. So Moishi Yannam, he went over and he said, ah, uh, but he wasn't called Moishi anymore. He was called now Max, right? You know something? You got a point there. You're right. They, they brainwashed him to be called Max, right? Right, right, right. He forgot all about his Yiddish guy. He grew amazing. Yeah, okay. And all of a sudden, somebody grabbed him. Hey, man. Yo, shh, quiet. You want that policeman to catch you? Woo. Play it cool. Play it cool. Everything right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, he gone now. He gone now. Now go enjoy your apple. Huh? You knew I took an apple and you, you rescued me? Oh, uh, how come you're not reporting me to the police? Hey, man. I live on the streets just like you do. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple of friends. It's four of us. Actually, three of us. But if you want to join us, you'll be four of us. And we live in a deserted house. You know, like an old building that's like deserted. Nobody lives there. They haven't knocked it down. Nobody's constructing there. And when they decide they're going to construct and do something over there, then we go over and a man like we go in another place. Come on. Come on, man. You have any place to be? Uh, no, not really. I, I, I was kind of... Uh I ran away, sort of. Oh, man. That's, that's bad news. What, were your parents bad? No, unfortunately, my parents were killed in a, in a car accident. Yeah, a big tractor trailer just went off. Yeah. I see, man. I see. You know what? So you have no parents. So one second, who'd you run away from? Well, you know, like... Uh, uh, I grew up in a church and everything, and then, uh, you know, like an orphanage thing, and then and then they sent me, uh, you know, like, um, they sent me to, uh, you know, uh, foster home, and man, this guy was such an abusing guy, he would drink, and he would scream, and if I didn't know everything he said, he beat me up, you know, and I don't like it, so I decided to run away, you know, I saved up a little bit of money on the side, enough to be able to hitch, and, you know, buy, but I ran out of the little money I have, I have nothing, so I was hungry, and that's why I took the apple. Hey, man, you just, it's all right. It's all right, man. Okay, come, come, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, me. And so he followed them, and they came to this wonderful place, uh, <laughs> what they called home. It was a deserted, empty, broken-down house. No lights, no nothing. They had to use, like, candlelights or, or you know, like the uh, fuel lights, you know, things like that. And then all of a sudden, one of the guy, guys said, uh, uh, Hey, what you doing here? Hey, hey, you showing somebody out hot out? What's the matter with you? What is the matter? Oh, I don't mind. Oh, my man, John, calm your liver, man. Let's see what Leroy has to say, man. All right, all right. Leroy, what's going on here? Hey, man, let me tell you something. I found this guy. You know what I mean? 
I mean, you know, like, uh, he, you know, like, um, he's, uh, he's, uh, uh, you know, he's homeless. He, you know, I mean, and of course he explained it and they accepted him. And the four of them, they grow up together. Yep, yep, yep. They were growing up as young teenagers that were abandoned or run away. And the more they lived together, the more they robbed things here and there. And they were getting bigger in the things that they did. And finally, they were known on the streets that if you need a job done, you hire them. And that was that. So, for example, there was this guy, Henry Snuggles. He was like a boss, a brains. He was the contractor, I guess you would call it. Anyway, so let me tell you what happened. So, Henry Snuggles, he went over and... and uh, 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 how come you're not interrupting me, Rabbi Irves? <laughs> I'm enjoying this. You're doing a great job. Hey, <laughs> keep it up. Uh, okay. Uh, maybe I should learn from you that if you're doing a great job, but, but how come even if you're doing a great job, I interrupt? Because that's your nature, okay? Uh, okay, come on, go, 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 continue. Before you run out of time, you won't be able to tell the end of the story. Right, right, right. Okay, so where was I? Ah, uh, yes. I was uh, brushing my teeth. No, I wasn't brushing my teeth. Uh, you were telling the story that they were being uh, subcontracted by a contractor named Henry Snuggles. Ah, right, 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 right. And Henry Snuggles came to meet them. All right. You four. You're John? Yeah. You're Lira? Yeah, man. And you're Julio? I'm on. I'm Julio, yeah. And you're Max? Yeah, I'm Max. Aha. All right, now listen here. Look at this paper I'm giving you. Memorize it, then destroy it. I have a client that wants such a car. Do you understand? Now, are you guys big enough to be able to steal such a car? Now, just get this right. If you double-cross me and you steal this car and you keep it for yourself or you sell it to someone else, I have other people who will be able to take care of you, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> don't you worry. Uh, we'll do the job right. How much does it pay? Hey, wait a minute. I thought I'm the boss of the group. All right, uh, John, ask him. Yeah, how much does it pay? All right. Well, uh, you're going to get uh, 10% of what I sell the car to the guy that hired me to want to get the car. Oh, and what's the percentage you take? Me? <laughs> I get the other 90%. What? We're working for you for 10%? Hey, if you do good, I'll up your ante to 20%. Then, if you're really good, I'll make it 30%. All depends how good you are. Got that? Yeah. All right. Got that. And so... Go ahead. No, no. And so... Uh, I say and so? Yes, yes. You say and so. And, and so? I don't sew. I mean... Uh, no, not that kind of so. And so... You know, you continue the story. Oh! And so, what happened was is... They went over to rob a car. And they were going around looking for this model car. 
Yeah, hey man, look, look, there's the car. Where to go, man? Okay, now, uh, uh, Maxie, you be the lookout, and uh, and Leroy, and you and John make believe like you're talking, okay? And then I do my job like I always do, man. All right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, man. Okay, man. Okay. And sure enough. Shh, come on, come on, come on. No, and sure enough. Oh, oh, yeah. And sure enough, what happened was this. They stole the car. And they went on into bigger, bigger things. And finally, one day, Henry Snuggle says, All right, I have a very special job. There's this Jewish man who lives in the neighborhood, which we're not going to say right now, because we don't want anybody to know if this is from Borough Park, Flatbush, Williamsburg, Yehupitzville, whatever, so we're not going to say the real place where this was, and we're not going to say the man's real name. Okay, so uh, 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 go ahead, uh, Henry. Thank you, Yossi. All right, now listen to me very carefully. All right, now, there's this Jewish man who lives uh, at this address, but we're not going to go to his house. Now, this man's name is Ariel Geltmacher. Uh, uh, can I see that, please? Uh, yeah, sure, Max. Uh, Ariel Geltmacher. Oh, very interesting. You know how to read that? Uh, yeah, I used to read Hebrew when I was little. Oh, I see. All right, now, let me continue here. This person, Ari Leib Geltmacher, is a very well-to-do man. He is a diamond dealer, and he's a very successful one. Now, according to the information that I have, he is going to be going over, and uh, he has a driver that drives him around, because down at 47th Street, by the Diamond District, very hard to find parking, and he certainly doesn't want to go on a train when he's carrying what he's carrying. So, what happens is like this. Here's the thing. Okay, uh, Leroy and uh, John, you're going to do this job. Yeah, man, what about me? Am I going to do anything, man? Or what about the matter with you? And what about me? Don't I get to do anything on this job? Uh, listen here. I don't need so many people, okay? I need uh, 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 Leroy, and I need John, okay? Because uh, John is a pretty big fella. <laughs> what do you mean I'm pretty big? I'm only six foot five. I mean, my brother, <laughs> he's like uh, six foot 11. Uh, yeah, but you're big enough, okay? Anyways, listen here carefully. Here's what you guys are going to do, all right? Now, John and Leroy... Uh, you're going to go over and do the following, all right? Uh, uh, I'm going to give you a location where you're going to hide. See, here's the location where you're going to hide. Now, Julio, what you're going to do is very simple. Julio, you're going to trade places with his driver. Oh, man, that's good. How am I going to do that? Uh, that's very simple. Max, here's where you come in. Oh, well, I thought you are going to leave us two out. Ah, from the job, yeah. But listen here carefully. You are going to go to the driver, and you're going to start talking to him, right? And then, while you're talking and distracting him, meantime, Julio's going to come in from the other door and hold a gun to the driver's head, and then...
uh, uh, kind of uh, knock him out, sort of, uh, uh, tie him up and gag him and put him in the trunk of the car. Uh, 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 are we going to kill him? Uh, no, we don't have to kill anybody. We're here to rob, not to kill. Okay, you know what I mean? Okay, no one's killing anybody. Got that? All right, so now, uh, Julio's going to end up driving the, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, uh he's going to be the chauffeur uh, of his car. Uh, right, okay. And Leroy and John are going to wait at this location. And, uh, Julio, you're going to drive, uh, to this location. And then, uh, you're going to make believe like the car stalls. And then when he gets out of the car, then John and Leroy, you're going to go take his suitcase with the diamonds. You know, that little attache case, you know, that he keeps the jewelry? Got it? Uh, yeah, I got it. Oh, yeah, man, I got it. Yeah, sure, sounds like a good idea. Oh, ain't that a problem? We could do that. I'm a man, you know, I come in, I, I could do that. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. No, man. Yeah, no problem. I could do that. Julio? Hey, man, it's a piece of cake. So I only got a small part in this. Hey, don't worry, kid. One day, when I'll need you for a bigger job, you'll be there, I'm sure. You'll, you'll just make sure you have loyalty to me. You want to get paid? You have loyalty to me. But if you ever double-cross me... You're finished. <laughs> Don't worry. I like this kind of life. It's so much fun. Yeah. And so, sure enough, <clears throat> you see. Oh, why do I keep forgetting to do that and sure enough? Because you're so engrossed in the way the story is going that you're forgetting that you have to narrate pieces in between. Oh, you're so right. You're so right. You're so right. Okay. So I got a narrate in between. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, sure enough what? Uh, sure enough, uh, they, they proceeded to do the job. Ah, right, 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 right. Okay, uh, so uh, Max, go to do your part. Yeah, sure, no problem. Oh, hi there, Mr. Limo Driver. How are you? Me? I'm fine. That's good, that's good. <clears throat> so how's everything? So you enjoy the weather? Yes, I do. So how come you're still parked here, you know what I mean? That's because I'm waiting for my boss. My boss, Mr. Arielab Keltmacher. Very nice man. Big Baltzed Docker. Gives a lot of charity. Uh-huh. And so I'm waiting for him because... Parking here is terrible, so if a policeman comes and tells me to move uh, the, the limousine, I can move it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And in the meanwhile, Julio opened the other door, carefully and quietly, and he went inside, took out his gun, and he said, Amon, you know what I mean? I hate to tell you this, but... Uh, you put your hands up behind your head, okay, man? Don't make me use this gun, you know what I mean? Huh? What is a stick-up? I have no money. It's my boss that has the money. Yeah, yeah, we kind of know that. So, listen to me, man. What we're going to do is like this very simple. You cooperate with us, you don't get hurt. And I don't get to use this gun on you, you know what I mean? So, here's this very simple. I put this tape across your mouth like this. Okay, man, not a problem. You got it. That's so wonderful. Now, come out of the car slowly. 
Okay, and then we're gonna tie you up and put you in the trunk. Don't worry, we'll let you go later. Okay, man, no problem. I know you can't identify me because I am wearing a ski mask. <laughs> so you don't know what I look like. Not a problem. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. In the meantime, in the meantime, meantime, uh, in the meantime, uh, 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 so this guy, Mikey uh, Yenem, he uh, uh, went away. And, and this person didn't even think about remembering what he looks like and didn't think that it had anything to do with uh, uh, his limousine being hijacked. And of course, Eileen came downstairs, Geltmacher. Shalom Aleichem, Shalom Aleichem. How are you today, my limo driver? So, uh, wait a minute. This the right limo? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, this the right limo. Uh, the regular limo driver, he got a little sick, so I'm a substitute driver. Oh, all right, okay. You're a substitute driver, it's Gavin Waldick. So, uh, in that case, uh, let me just go inside the car. <coughs> all righty. All right, then I want you to take me home, okay? Oh, yes, sir, no no problem. I, I'm going to take you home. Uh, but you know, they I said there's a lot of traffic here, so I'm going to go a different way. All right, as long as you get me home. It's not a problem. No worry, no worry about a thing. I'm going to take you home. And he started driving, and he was driving. Rabbi Harris, you're taking away my paw. It's not fair. Well, if you're not going to jump and do the narrator right away, then I'm going to take over. No, 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 I'll do it. I'll, you'll, you'll see. You just watch me. Okay, so they started driving. And they started driving, and they got to a strange place. They went uh, a little bit up to the mountains instead of home. Uh, one second. Excuse me, but pardon me. <laughs> uh, you know, you said because of traffic, you're going a long way around to get to my house. But this is up in the country. What are you doing? Where are you taking me? What's going on here? There can't be traffic all around. This is supposed to be a shortcut. Well, what do you think? I'm a, a fool or something? What's going on here? I'm sorry, man, but the car just stalled. What are you talking about? The car just stalled. Ridiculous. I don't know what you're talking about. Mister, I would advise you to step out of the car and make sure that you have that thing with you, man. Uh, what thing? That attache uh, case with the jewelry. Oh, I get it, I get it. Okay, okay, okay. So this is a hold-up. You want to rob my jewelry? I see. Very interesting. Okay, I will step out of the vehicle. And all of a sudden... And all, and all of a sudden, uh, don't worry, I got that, uh, just a fraction late. Okay, and all of a sudden, what ended up happening was that, 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 that John and Leroy came. Yeah, mister, you better cooperate, because we're his friends. Uh-huh, so you wear ski masks also, very interesting. I see, and you are, hey, I'm John. Oops, did I say who I was? No, I'm nobody. I see, John, and who's your friend here? Hey, Leroy's wearing a mask also. I see. So it's John and Leroy, and you're both wearing a mask. Very interesting. So, uh, what's your purpose here? I told you, man, give us that suitcase that you have over there, that what you call it, a tache case with all the jewelry in it, and the diamonds, give it to us, and you go away free. I see. So this is what you want, huh? Okay. Uh, let me just say a capital tale for a second. And of course, he said his thing. 
Well, why, why are you doing that? I was ready to do that. But you didn't come right away. That's because I went to get a safer tailum. Well, what do you need a safer tailum? I wanted a safer tailum for, for, for Mr. Arielev Geltmacher. Yassi, Yassi, you're telling the story. It's him who uses the tailum. Oh, but I didn't know if he had one over there. He was saying what he knew by heart. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, back to the story. Go ahead, fellas. And so, sure enough, I'm doing that! Okay, so they get moving faster. Okay, so sure enough, he finishes Capitolum, and all of a sudden, they said, Hey, you saying the last praise? I told you, we're not going to do anything to you if you just give us that attaché case with the jewelry, with the diamonds, we let you live, okay? All right. It's a fair deal. I like to live. So here is my attaché case. And, of course, the attaché case. Hey, very good. Now you're getting on. Now you're getting the idea. Go ahead. Continue, continue, continue. Uh, and so what happened was the attaché case was well locked. And he took the attaché case. Made believe he was handing it out there. All right. Here you go. When suddenly he changed his mind. Uh, actually, this was part of his plan. After he said his capital hill him, he started swinging the hard attaché case. And he started hitting John. Oh, cut that out. And then Julio took out his gun. Oh, man, I told you I don't want to use it as a gun. Ah, uh, but apparently, Arielev Geltmacher was not afraid of him. And he saw by talking to them that they were amateurs, comparably speaking. And before Julio could even think of trying to shoot or fire the gun, he took the attaché case and bopped him with the hand with help that was holding the gun. And the gun went flying. And landed in a pond of water that was over there. <laughs> and then uh, he hit them a few more times with the attaché case. Boom, boom, boom. And then he jumped into the limousine because the car keys were still there. He closed the door. He locked the door. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, come back here. Come back here. And, of course, he drove away. And singing. If you're going to sing, you got to sing like he did. Oh, yeah. And he drove away. And that's how he got saved out of that. When the boss, Mr., you know, the big honcho, you know, the contractor, Henry Snuggles, heard that, Hey, I sent you to do a job. Ha. Ah, ridiculous. You guys muffed it up. Now what are we going to do? How am I going to get riches? Hey, hey, hey. And if I don't get riches, you don't get riches. Remember? Maybe we can do something else. Maybe. Um... Uh, pardon me, but, uh, I was just thinking out loud, you know, uh, we could do something. Oh, yeah? Like what? Well, um, uh, 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 we could do something else. I mean, maybe we could go to his house. Yeah, go to his house? There are people all around. Wait a what did you say? Maybe we could just rob his house. Ah, right, he has a safe in the house. That's a great idea. Wait a minute, I know the perfect time to do it. That'll be around Purim time, the Jewish holiday. Yeah, I heard that Mr. Geltmacher has his doors open for people to come in, and he gives out uh, charity to anybody who comes. They call it tzedakah. Ah, Matona, what, what is that word? I think it's called Matona's Levyonim. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the word. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. 
So we could just come in costumed and that's that. Uh, yeah, but you wouldn't know the uh, combination lock. And you wouldn't know if he has his jewelry there or not or anything like that. You're right. I got an idea. If we could find somebody that's not religious and likes to make some money, uh, we could use him as a decoy. Uh, I'm not religious. Yeah, and? I know how to read still. Oh, wait a minute. Got a plan. Plan is formulated mine. That's why I'm the big boss. That's why I'm the contractor. Now listen to me very carefully. Here's the plan. You're going to make believe that you uh, uh, just got robbed. And uh, uh, Leroy, you're the fastest one. So you're going to run away. And then uh, make it like you robbed him and everything like this. And then this man with his compassion and everything will take you into his house. And take you back on your feet. <laughs> got it? I got it. It's a great plan. And then... Uh, you're gonna call us that he has a whole bunch of money and jewelry and everything like that, and you'll tell us where he has the safe, you know what I mean? And you'll lose that little camera that I, uh, got here where I where that my camera, here it is. You'll sneak this camera up and then just right hide it, and you'll be able to film when he opens the combination of his safe, <laughs> and then you'll call us that everything is alright, right? Yeah, sounds like a great idea. We can make a lot of money on this one. Yeah, that's right. I like this. And so that's what happened. And, and, and the, the plan was working great. And this is what happened. Uh, he, uh, you know, so Max stood there. Help! Help! And of course they did this just when I laid guilt. My was coming. Help! Help! I just was robbed. Uh, excuse me, one second. My, oh, man, that, that guy, that guy running there. Help! Police! Police! Come, come, Chanel, Chanel, Chanel. Help him, help him, help him. And of course, it was too late. He was gone, but it sure looked good. Uh, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to get you involved. I mean, uh, take it easy. Uh, I see a uh, nice uh, Yiddish uh, young man. Uh, what happened? Well, uh, you know, um, um, I'm, 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 I'm a Yid, but uh, you know, like, uh, I'm not the most religious guy around. You're part of me. Oh, oh, a chance to do a little key work. So tell me, uh, what exactly happened here? Well, well, I, 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 you know, I, I, I just came to visit, you know, the city of New York and everything, and, and, uh, you know, uh, <coughs> well, I, 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 I had my money, my wallet, and everything, and he, he stole everything. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, maybe I can help you out, and, uh, you need a place to stay? Oh, yeah, that would be very, very good. Uh, my, my name is, uh, Moshe Yenem. Oh, Moshe Yenem. I'm Arya Leib Geltmacher. You're welcome to stay by me. I have a guest room and everything. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, but I don't know what I'm going to do for money. I don't know where I'm going to go. I mean, I, I, I just came to visit here, and I, I don't know. Oh, just take it easy. You know, uh... Uh, you know, like uh, in a few days, it's going to be Purim, so you know what? Why don't you stay by me? You say you're not religious. Maybe I can spark you on, you know what I mean? Spark me on to be a religious? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you could try. I mean, uh, I mean as long as i got a place where to stay, that's the main, main thing. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. A very comfortable guest room and has a private bathroom even and a shower. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And all the amenities that you need. Yes, yes. And no, no problem. No problem at all. So, you know what? You just come and stay by me, okay? And then when you know, you know, you call up your relatives and try to reach them and, and they send you stuff. And if they don't, I'll, I'll give you money and put you back on your feet so you can get back home. Oh, you're so nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, of course, the plan was working to the letter. And then, of course, he was there. And, of course, he stayed there for a day or two days. And he got the system down to peg to what was going on. And he saw that this man, Ayyulayb, has some cameras in the house and everything. And he saw where he goes to go to the safe. But, of course, he looks over his shoulder to make sure nobody's there. But... One night he woke up, and of course he walked just right. He walked under the place where the cameras were going, and he went and he dodged all the cameras so perfectly. And then he went into the room because the door was open. It was a study, and he opened it up, and he put that remote control little. Teeny weeny camera on top of the doorpost, focusing just right, so he'd be able to film. And he adjusted the lenses. He checked with his phone thing. You know this. I don't know how they do it. I'm not a big mumcha on this thing. But what they did was they checked it out. They had this like, uh, what do you call it? Um, a cell phone with they yeah, they can do these things. Yes, yes, because uh, whatever it is. Yes, the mumchas. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. But I I don't know either because I'm not a mumcha either. Uh, whatever it is, he was able to control it with his camera, right? So this way you can see what the combination is, right? Okay, so what happened was is he went in there and everything like this. Everything was fine. And then they were getting ready for Purim Day itself. Uh, wow, you know something? This is very nice. I'm really enjoying myself here. Wow, everybody be sympathetic. So this is what it's like. You want me to come to Shul with you? Uh, yeah, I have to my McGill Lanning, and who knows when? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, I'll come with you, no problem. And sure enough, he heard the McGill Lanning. And of course, he heard when the Balkai was going. And of course, at the end, we start singing Shoshana Shaka. And of course, he enjoyed it very much, and so on and so forth. And then the next day, he heard about the big suda that was going to be, and everybody would be invited. And of course, when he had a chance to step outside while the, everything was busy, people were coming in to say, I'm collecting for yeshivas. And of course, they would say what the yeshiva was and so on and so forth. Uh, I'm collecting for this Urma Mensch, a very poor portion, that uh, has no one to make a chasana. Excuse me, I'm really collecting for myself because I lost my job and everything. Believe me, could you help me out? And of course, um, I'm here as well. I'm here to collect um, uh, for a very worthy cause. You see, I. Uh, and of course, everybody came for all kinds of different causes. And of course, he helped them all out. 
and it was very interesting. And then, uh, when the right moment came, he went outside. That is, uh, a, a Moishi called Max went outside, and he went over and called up. Yes? What is it? Who is this? Uh, it's me. It's me. Uh, Max. Ah, Max. Uh, you, you're still in there? Did they suspect anything? No, not at all. He's such a nice guy. Anyway, so listen. Uh, the camera worked. I got it. I got the combination for the lock. Okay? So you guys are gonna come, uh, you know, but I wouldn't realize to come now because there's a lot of people here and this is my, like, he's about to have a big suda. A what? A, a suda, you know, the meal. Oh, and? Well, after everybody clears out, after they do the evening service, then it gets quiet again. And then I'll still be here, and then I'll open up the door for you to come in. And I know how to bypass already his cameras, okay? You know what I mean? Excellent. Great job. Hey, if you do this well, we make a big heist over here. We got a lot of money. I'm going to give you a bonus. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks. <sighs> well, this is great. Ah, uh, no problem. I <laughs> can't wait. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Me neither. And of course, what happened was is it ended up happening is that they were at the Suda and people were singing. And unfortunately, there was a few that got a little bit shaken, but not so much. And of course, uh, this person, uh, uh, Max, was, uh, uh, was, uh, what are you looking at me, Yossi? Because I was gonna do that, and you took away my pot again. Oh, all right. You know, you're really doing a very good job with this story. It's really coming out great. I wanna finish it. Okay, okay, go ahead, you do it. Okay, so what happened was is that even Moshe was starting to sing. And he was enjoying it. He was singing the songs. He loved it. He loved the songs that he was singing. Moshe, Nech, Nech, me. Uh-oh, I have to do it like him. Moshe, Nech, 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 And of course... Come on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was busy singing Moshe, Nech, Okay. Anyway, so, of course, what happened was is he started eating. And while he was eating, people were still singing. And he felt like he wanted to sing too. And all of a sudden, one of the pieces of meat got stuck in his throat. So why didn't they call a Tzolo? Uh, that's because if a Tzolo would come, it might be too late. So all of a sudden, guess who jumped up? Uh, let's see. It wasn't me because I'm not in the story. Right. It wasn't you. And it wasn't me. Uh-huh. So, so who could it be? It was Ayelab himself. He jumped over and he ran across the table over there. And not a coin table, but he like ran around the table. Excuse me, excuse me, pardon me. Uh, truly, truly. My muscle, are you right? Oh my goodness, you're choking, Julia. One second. Uh, stand back. Everybody stand back. Let me do the Heimlich maneuver. Okay, one, two, three. One, two, three. And by the second time, yes, he, and by the second time, well, he was doing it good. I was just watching him. Okay, anyway, by the second time, all of a sudden he gave us such a zets, and this piece of meat flew out. <clears throat> and then, of course, Max, known as Maisha over here, he realized, wow, you saved my life. I almost choked. Oh, thank you, thank you. And of course, you see. Okay, okay.
I was just watching to make sure he's all right. He's all right. Continue with the story. Okay, okay. Your stories are so realistic. Yeah, but you're doing it now. I guess I'm learning from you. Okay, anyways. So the story's really realistic. Okay, anyways. So what happened was is he went over and he said, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, I mean, well, who was saying who? Uh, you're up to, you know, like the party was ending. Oh, yeah, right. So the party was ending. They did have a matter And then at the end of the party, all of a sudden, uh, 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 she went over and he said, um, excuse me, uh, Mr. Arielib Geltmacher, can I talk to you? Very important. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, what is the problem? Everything right? You feeling right? Do you want me to take you to a hospital? Are you having any after effects from that choking? No, 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 I'm, I'm perfectly fine. But, you know, um, you know, I really came here for a different reason. And then, after you saved my life, uh, I, I had a different thought. Uh, I'm not sure I follow. Really? Uh, I, I'm not religious for a long time. And uh, I'm really part of a gang. What? Uh, excuse me? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was supposed to, like, you know, get you to fall for the trap, you know, and then take me in and care for me, and I was supposed to study everything, and then find out the combination of your safe, and see when you have all the jewelries and things like that inside. You what? I, I, I don't believe... You, I, I, I should call the police. No, 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 please don't. Please don't listen, because you would never have found out if I don't tell you what I'm telling you. You see, so I was going along with this whole plot, and he told over... Hey, yes, yes, we're running out of time. Oh, yeah. And so he told over everything what happened. And he told over everything. And, of course, when he was finished, he was crying. And as I see, you're, you're a, like a tenishpoo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what? Everything's been a shemayim. You know, uh, you told me all about them. Call them. Let them come. Let the police capture them. We'll have a trap set for them. But then I'll have to go to prison too, and I don't want to go. I just felt that after you being so nice and everything. Don't worry about a thing. I have everything planned out. Listen, here's what's going to happen. Are you listening? I'm listening. Okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to disappear from now, and I'm going to speak to my travel agent, and they're going to have a train, t- uh, uh, a plane ticket. Not a train, a plane ticket. And we're going to send you off to a special yeshiva where they're going to teach you and help you become a balchuva. And so... Sure enough, that's what happened. Because uh, I have to speed up because I'm running out of time. So the police, uh, they were hidden inside the house in certain places. And the gang came in. And this time, because it was such a big heist, even Henry Snuggles came in. And of course, the police, uh, after he opened the safe, they went over and they turned on the lights. And they caught them by surprise. And they had them all arrested. And then when they wanted to tr- say... Uh, you know, like, uh, there's another guy, because if they're getting caught, they wanted, uh, Max to get caught. <laughs> but, of course, they couldn't find him, because they didn't know that Ayelev Geltmacher, his chesed, continued, and he sent him off as soon as possible to go to Eretz Yisrael in one of those Balei yeshivas, and, of course, this day and age, now Moshe is Moshe Yanim, but I'm not going to tell you his real name, and he's a big from person, a big Talmud Chacham, and you know what? He didn't come back to New York. He stayed in Eretz Israel. Okay, I think that's all the time we have. We went a little bit over. Is that okay? It's fine. I'll do your part. Okay, so everybody, have a wonderful weekend, and have a Gavaldi Kapurim, and Simchas Purim to everybody!